Welcome back and happy New Year's, folks. It is 2022 now. This is the Emerge Nine Golf Podcast. I am Mike Maroney here with Jay Woodson, McLean Boyd, and we're happy to be back for another year of the Emergency Nine Podcast. Uh, happy New Year's to all of our listeners out there. Sorry for missing an episode last week, but it got me, guys. The vid, the vid got me. It ran through my whole family over the holidays. My two daughters, my wife, myself. Somehow kept it away from my high-risk parents that were in town visiting. We got them out of Dodge. And so I was alone in the weather in bed last week um, dealing with COVID-19. So, you know, it gets us all at some point, I guess. It was my first time with it. And uh, nothing nothing too major. Um, I will say it's not fun when you and your wife are both sick at the same time. And the <laughs> girls are like 100% running around crazy uh. with all new toys from Christmas. It was like... That's brutal. It was it was tough at times. We we're looking at each other like, can these girls just shut up and sit down and play with their toys? Stop calling my name. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> oh man, it was. Uh, I was feeling, be- feeling better now. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a hundred percent, but um, am I ever really hundred percent? So let's be <laughs> honest. You know, God, if that happens here, that's the first time my son gets a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's That's like, like girls you have delivered to the door. Just go watch a movie or something. And and your son is how old? Your oldest son is how old? McLean. Oh, five. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. he's yeah, gonna he get a PlayStation. Five. If Daddy gets sick, you're gonna get a PlayStation. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Here's a sixty-inch YouTube TV subscription and a PS Five. Just don't come find me. But anyways, we hope we hope everyone had a good Christmas out there, a good holiday season with uh, the families and the kids and all that fun stuff. You guys have a good one. Yeah, we yeah. had a great. Yeah, we had a good. We had a good one. We had um, we had quite a few people in for New or Christmas Eve. Uh, all of my extended family, cousins, aunts, uncles. It was a good good time. The weather was nice, so we had all the the kids were outside. My grandmother, who's ninety four, was there, and it was basically all of the you know, kids, grandkids, great grandkids that she was basically responsible for, uh, for giving life, you know, as it trickles down, it was like, you know, 40 people, which was probably not recommended from the CDC to have a gathering of 40 people, but we did do it outside. It was nice. Everybody was outside playing. Um, so it was a good, it was a good time. It's, you know, that doesn't happen very often. So it's nice to get everybody together, but yeah, we had a blast. Good Christmas. I, good I, I enjoyed your Christmas, Jay. Because there's a couple of things I have saved on my phone that will be brought out at a later date. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I, wasn't in att- I wasn't in attendance. But let's just say I have some some material on my, on my phone that I have saved. From you got Christmas- some firepower? Christmas Eve. Was this, was, this a, was this a text message from me? Uh, no, no, not from you. It was uh, compliments of uh, your brother, Paul. Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah, he he loves to take pictures of me when I'm falling asleep, or he's good at that. That's he, it's like his his lifelong goal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I got a picture of Jay in some Lego Christmas pajamas with his sneakers on. Jordan's oh, one, I might add. Sorry, I was gonna Jordan's say those were Jays, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, they pajamas were, uh, and Jays. Yeah, a right. white a white claw in his lap and his chin on his chest, just passed out. <laughs> It was a good Christmas. What can I say? Perfect. I also got a video of it too. Um, 
I made sure Paul sent me those. So I had just <laughs> to use it a later date. Yeah, we've uh, every I'd say the last 10 years we are, you know, putting together presents. And uh, it's uh, this year I thought I had the, the night off because I didn't have any. But I forgot that my brother-in-law was putting together this big, intricate, you know, kitchen for his daughter. And I was just, I think I was, I was planning on, I planned my drinking out to where I'd fall asleep at around 10, 30, 11. And that's what I did. Um, and I didn't make it to the end of putting together the kitchen. As you could see in that picture, I was asleep on the couch while my dad and my brother-in-law and, you know, what makes it even funnier is my brother who's taking the video didn't help him either. He's just documenting the whole thing. Um, but needless to say, it was, uh, my my niece loved the the kitchen they they got it together so there you go without without my help at the end <laughs> nope no thanks to you yeah oh that's funny so all right well yeah that's um so we don't have much golf to talk about but this is a big episode for our podcast this is episode 50 we have put out 50 episodes of the emerging nine golf podcast so we kind of thought we'd do a little bit of a look back on the the last year for us and some of our favorite moments and some stats and this and that. But I think first off, I would just got to thank all of our listeners and followers and supporters. You know, I think I can speak for you guys and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we had no idea what we were doing. We still don't really have any idea <laughs> what we're doing, but um, we thought we had some knowledge on golf and like talking golf and like hanging out. And so, you know, I think it was about this, about this time last year, I approached you guys and texted you boys and said, hey, I want to do a podcast. Am I dumb? You guys want to do it with me? You guys want to be dumb with me? Sure. And you guys all jumped on board. So we're all dumb. <laughs> so we're all dumb together, at least. So, you know, I'm a, I know myself, I'm a huge sports radio junkie, golf podcast junkie, sports um, podcast junkie, and kind of had this idea for a couple of years and been talking and Lindy's been sick of hearing me talk about it. And I, last year we, we finally got together and pulled the trigger and we did it. And I was, I was looking back at our recordings on zoom today. Um, so we put out the first podcast. I think it was January 26th, <clears throat> 2021 episode. The first episode, we did record one the week before that I have the recording of, we decided um, to not put it out because we were all drunken idiots on it. We had legitimately no idea what we were doing. We were all drunk about the first 20 minutes in to it. And um, let's just say that one got put on the, uh, the cutting room floor early. As they say, that was our test run. And uh, maybe at some date, I will put bits and pieces of that out. If my co-hosts allow, because uh, there are definitely things on there that people don't want anyone else to hear. So. <laughs> I forgot about that. That our first episode never, never, pilot, never aired. Our pilot episode never hit the air because no, we, the focus group we all had that too down. much to drink. <laughs> well, let's not say all. I don't know if you'd had too much to drink, but everyone else did. I do remember I was nervous as shit. Yeah, um, and I, I think we all drank too much because we were all probably a little nervous, and it, uh, it got yeah. long and rambling and slurring. <laughs> And it was it was a total shit show. It was kind of funny listening to a few minutes of it today. Doesn't uh, sound like us. No, yeah. no, not at all. We not really, brand. We're really polished now. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't do that. 50 weeks later, <laughs> we haven't learned anything. 
<laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, I think, I think what we, what we've tried to do from the get go is, is be some guys that are obviously golf junkies like to hang out and talk golf and try to make this a, a casual, fun, laid back golf conversation. Like some guys sitting around a table in the grill room after a round of golf, having some drinks. Um, but we also do come at this with some expertise, all being in the industry and all of our different avenues. We've all, we've all done different things in this industry, have, have played, have taught, have, have fit. Um, we have experiences with pretty much every aspect of the game of golf. And so I thought we also could use our expertise to educate and have proper thoughts on the world of golf and what's happening on the PGA tour and clubs and rules and instruction and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of what we've, we've tried to do for 50 episodes here and hopefully we keep going and we can make it another year and then another year after that and, and see where this thing goes. But uh, hopefully we've, we've reached our goal of putting out that quality entertaining product. And again, somewhat educational um, to the listeners every week. Yeah. I think, you know, I think the main goal is just to, like you said, Mike, just to uh, just talk golf, you know, and just to share our thoughts on things. And um, like you said, we've got some expertise um, in in the world of golf and, and from different avenues. And it's just nice to kind of share those ideas and, uh, maybe some, uh, you know, insight in our, in our various, you know, areas that, you know, just to kind of share with people and, and let them know what, what we're thinking and, and our opinions on things. And, um, you know, just something kind of fun. And like you said, fun and informational, uh, I think is kind of the, our ticket there. You know, I, we don't want to sit here and we're not news reporters. We're not journalists. Um, so we're not going to sit here and update you guys on every, you know, you know, it's not like you're watching golf channel you know, the golf central, you know, you can watch that, but are, we want to give our opinions on things and maybe something that you wouldn't normally hear on those channels and maybe more of a candid take. Um, so that I think I, I feel like collectively, and I don't want to speak for you guys, but I feel like that's kind of our goal uh, when it comes to kind of when we talk golf or talk shop. So it's yeah, been I a lot of fun. So. I think you can get, you know, not that we're like, you know, sh- you know, radio distract. We're not, you know, Howard Stern here by any means, but we're, we try to shed maybe a little bit of a different light than you won't hear from Jim Dance or Nick Faldo or Rich Lerner on the Golf Channel or whatever. Because sure. yeah. there's just some things you're never going to say or can't say. And um, the luxury of doing your own podcast is you can really say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're like the bar stool of bar stool sports. <laughs> you know, whatever that lower tier is. We are below that. Yeah, but we have those guys are idiots. We actually know what we're talking about when it comes. No, to that's that, that's absolutely true. But, anyways, yeah. So, I mean, you uh, guys are experts. You know, I'm at best, I'm an Olympic level cart boy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're really good with the hose, though. Oh, those you carts. have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. Me and the hose, man. <laughs> Can't keep me out of them. <laughs> so uh, here's. I wanted to go over some of our numbers. So that, I think some of these things are kind of kind of interesting and kind of shocking and surprising, in all honesty. So with this episode, we will hit 11,000 total downloads on our show. That's awesome. Um, which is pretty cool. That, that's, you know, I think we talked about a couple of weeks ago where we hit 10,000. This episode, this week, we'll have downloads to hit reach the 11,000 mark. I went back and I counted today. We've been downloaded and listened to in 30 countries 
That's awesome. We're worldwide, baby. Prestige worldwide. Worldwide. Wide. 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 That's like Joe Exotic. I, I was. I got back in a Tiger King. He goes, I've got a worldwide television station on the internet that airs every night. <laughs> That's us, baby. We're worldwide. Well, yeah, Every we're Monday. All, we're an inter, international golf podcast sensation. <laughs> oh, that's great. But 30, 30 countries. So I'll kind of give you a quick rundown here. Um, United States accounts for 95% of the downloads. There. Uh, we have a, a small conglomerate in the United Kingdom, small conglomerate in Germany, India. Is our fourth most listened to country. Canada is number five. Um, hey, I guess they play golf everywhere. I love it. You know, we have been listened to in 46 of the 50 states. So uh, pretty good. That's pretty high, good. Man. Higher than I thought. You know, um, I forget which ones it wasn't. It was like Montana, Idaho, and then it was. Alaska and uh, Hawaii. Maybe our signal doesn't go all the way that far. Goes to India, but doesn't get to Hawaii. Well, yeah, we didn't opt in for that package. That was extra opted out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so 30 countries and 46 of the 50 states we've been downloaded and listened to. And um, again, that's that's pretty cool for, for us yeah, who had no idea what cool. we were doing. Um, didn't really know if anyone was going to listen to this. You know, wasn't really sure my friends or family were going to listen to it, and to have <laughs> people in thirty different countries and in forty six different states listen and maybe listen and turn us off after ten minutes, but hey, it counts on the stats. That's right. Add it up. So, um, our <laughs> here's here's something. Our most listened to episode, episode number one, and then it was all downhill from there. Then they stopped <laughs> listening. <laughs> That's why we need to. I think we need to delete episode one. <laughs> we might need to like. I, get them in to start at like episode five because they're going to start there yeah. and we're never going to get a chance. I will say this. I think the reason that number is skewed a little bit versus all the other ones is like my sister listened. She doesn't yeah. know anything about golf. She just listened to support me for one episode and that was it. Right. My mother did. My mother-in-law did. They've never listened again after the first episode, but I had a lot of people, I think, just tune in to see, oh, yeah. what is this? That's cool. And yeah. we're never going to be our audience or going to be longtime listeners of this podcast. Yeah, my mother-in-law actually is, I believe, the only family member of mine that listens. She goes, well, I listen to the first five to ten minutes each time to be a good mother-in-law. To which point I look at my wife and she's sitting there like, you know, so the the coming Georgia contingent, we appreciate you. There you go. So I will say our second uh, most listened to episode is the Bandon Dunes episode. We get listens on that episode. Uh, it, almost once a day, it seems like that's, I, we that's we awesome. had we had two today, and so um, I reminded my wife and like, listen, people like this kind of content, so kind of have to go on more golf trips so I can review more golf resorts. That's what I'm saying. I think, I mean, honey, it's for the pod. We're making a ton of money off this. It's for the pod. <laughs> it's for the pod. Oh, As, don't worry. I this. Th- this isn't going to quite benefit you guys as much, but I've actually been selling to my wife that the non-member invitational is coming up and I'm going to have to go to Richmond at some point this spring. (laughs) (laughs) Breeze airlines announced $49 direct flights from PBI to Richmond. There you go. Uh, 
I'm back in non-member invitational is coming up, babe. Gonna have to make a trip. That's right. That's right. Um, then, then it seems like, I don't know what this says about us guys. So our most listened to episodes one and episode one, which let's be honest, two is the Bannon Dunes episode. So it really has nothing to do with us. It's people going in the podcast app and just searching Bannon Dunes because they want to hear about Bannon Dunes content. And then it's all the like special guests. Then it's Lanto's episode and then Curtis Strange. Um, and then a little bit down is Curtis's second one. And so, yeah, so those are some of our most listened to episodes. People don't want to hear us, really. They just want to I was going to say, what that tells me is they don't like us, per se. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not huge fans of us. They'll tolerate us to hear other people talk. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so those are some of our stats and in, in numbers. And um, again, it's cool when you, when you can say you've reached 30 different countries um, just in a us idiots getting drunk on Zoom. Yeah. In a makeshift studios and uh, having My no idea what we're doing. Awesome. It's soundproof. I think you just came up with our name of our production company. It's makeshift studios. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, it. I kind of dig it. I like it. I also, I also thought we would have like a. If we start making like videos, we're going to be trunk slam productions. I like that. Brought to you little, by makeshift studios. To, yeah, there you go. I'm in. All right. Okay. We'll work on that. <laughs> but again, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys. So looking back, find a focus group. <laughs> our wives, you're really bad focus group. <laughs> oh yeah, because they love everything we have to say. They're like, oh, this is you guys' Not, idea. Nothing would get passed through there. Yeah. Nothing would get voted through. Jeez. Um. So what? What are your summer? Some of your favorite moments that we've we've had so far on this. I mean, I would say, and you know, kind of answer your question there with moments and or episodes. Uh, you know, the special guests were awesome. I think when we the first ep, the first special guests that we that we had on the show, Lanto, that was pretty cool because that was early in in our. It was episode three. It was episode three. I mean, for him to take time out to sit and talk with us um, after and, a big finish, after a big finish, finish top ten at, at Tory, just. Yeah, yeah, just flies was, back across the country to the East Coast. Yeah, like, that was pretty. That was pretty special. And I mean, I we would. I mean, I know he would do it again. If it, obviously, if, if his schedule, um, you know, it works and everything. And he's he's such a good guy, and and he gives back to a lot of different, uh, you know, people that have helped him along the way. So, not not that we haven't helped him at all, but <laughs> just the fact that he is like willing to kind of just hang out with us and talk golf, you know, because mm-hmm. he's obviously out there every day. He sees a lot of these guys, and I think that's what's really neat. And I think that's what the listeners like to hear is that, um, you know, that, that inside take on some of the guys that they're not going to hear, like, like you said earlier, they're not going to hear on, on golf channel, uh, or, you know, NBC sports or ESPN or anything like that. Um, I, I think it's, it's pretty special. That was, that was, that was a really cool moment. And, um, you know, I, I was, that was awesome for, for me. I mean, uh, among other things, but that was just cause it was so early. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think definitely the, the guests, you know, um, stand out. Obviously, having Curtis Strange on twice. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, how do you not like talking uh, to Curtis? About how do you not like thing? having Curtis pop on? Um, yeah. twice. Maybe someone said that he came on three times. I'm not positive that <laughs> happened. I only <laughs> heard it was twice. That was the ghost episode. Oh gosh, <laughs> I was so. It was funny. I'm writing my notes here for the show this morning. And I just, you know, I send you guys a topic and then I go through and I write my notes for the, the different topics. And I said, yeah, it was really cool when Curtis 
surprised us and popped on that one episode. And I was like, oh, wait, that was the one I didn't record. No one ever heard that one. <laughs> actually, your face when that happened may be actually one of my favorite <laughs> looking back yeah. on. And I remember I was in a hotel in Birmingham because I, I was at a dinner with a customer that ran a few minutes late. And I remember I'm, I walked by the bar. I'm like, I need to, I need a drink for, I can head up to the room to do this podcast. And I'm, I'm like getting in the elevator, half a sip down. And Curtis is the first thing I see when I open my phone, I about spit my drink all over my iPhone. And he's telling me, he's giving me the shit about being late. I was like, oh, I was not prepared for this. I know. Um, I, so I'll, I remember that night. So Tom actually called me like 45 minutes before the podcast. And I didn't answer because I was in the middle of like trying to get my my daughters to like take showers and get dressed and get ready for bed. And I was like, I'm going to see the guy in 45 minutes. I'm not going to call him back. He was calling me to tell me. His dad was coming on tonight. Or that night. And so I never got the confirmation or knew that he was. And so I got surprises all of us. And I saw Curtis pop on the screen with Tom and, and fucking never hit record. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. But speaking of, I know some some of the listeners probably wonder, you know, Tom Strange is on on the show for probably the first half of the year. Our um, recurring guest. Yeah. And he's obviously he hasn't been been on the show with us for the last last half and mainly just due to to work, family balance. And he's just got a lot going on. So it doesn't mean that he he won't pop back on here in the future. I'm hoping maybe we can get him back on. But. Um, and that's just so everybody's aware of everything's, everything's good. We, we all still, uh, we all still get along. It's not like we, we, he left or we kicked him off or anything. He just, uh, yeah, there's no, like, just, there's no, yeah. like, you know, page there's, six kind of yeah. like, you know, behind the scenes, Mike and Mike kind of clash that you hear about that, you know, yeah. no, uh, it's just as simple as just, just making sure he's got his work-life balance together. And, and we, we respect that. So, um, he's, he's, yeah, and he has a, he has a very demanding job. He does. He does. He's so, got. A, I think he just realized. He's like, God, I gotta talk. He's. He didn't realize what he was committing to. He was we're like, giving him, we're giving him a lot of credit right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I gotta talk. He's like, I gotta talk. No, to I love guys the guy. Once, we miss once a week. Yeah. He's like, man, I don't know if I like you guys that much. <laughs> no, no. Oh, he is. He's one of the founding fathers of the podcast. Yeah, and we'll always always will be. That's so, right. Yeah. So, um, I, I gotta say, some of my favorite moments as I look back. They all stem around one person, McLean Boyd. <laughs> I, I, was, I, think, I was so fearful when you said that. When I think about my favorite moments, let's say non-guest <laughs> favorite moments, I think of the Spanner sensation. <laughs> I think of you reading the power rankings for your notes, for your picks <laughs> for DraftKings. Still, no one of, would know about that if it wasn't for you. Thank validified. You. I think of validified. I think validified. of as a member of the media. Like some of the times I've laughed the hardest on this show <laughs> is because of you, McLean. And I thank you for that. You always give us material. I appreciate <laughs> that, man. Uh, that's awesome. Validified. I've, I still think I'm getting validified hats made. I just feel like that has to happen. Oh, God. Um, oh, man. The power <laughs> rankings one to this day, though, is my favorite. I, I still can't believe you called me out on that. That could have been just been our little secret. No, I had to. <laughs> Here we Come are. On. You know me. I have to call everyone out on everything possible. <laughs> Top event of the year. Oh, I love it. That's I love great. it. Good times. Good times. <laughs> it was. It was.
Uh, and then I think I think our fans' favorite moments always seems to be, and we've talked about this, all the arguments we've gotten into. Yeah, they were they were pretty they were pretty fun. Uh, I mean, you know, I love they, that. Fun to look back on. I mean, they were fun in the middle of it too, but even more fun when you go back and listen to it. You're like, yeah, oh, they're way funnier yeah. after the fact. Yeah. In the moment, sometimes you're like, but this guy shut the fuck up. He's so wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. oh, that's great. <laughs> but the best part is that we're talking golf and that at the end of the day, none of us are going to get an argument that's going to come in between anything. Oh, no. no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that that's actually, I think, why we look forward to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're all we're all pretty um, opinionated guys with our strong beliefs. And I would say we're all stubborn, uh, which just makes for great podcasting when you're on the opposite side of it. So Absolutely. it's just. You know, oh, speaking of which, just noticing, is it nice being back in your studio tonight? It is. This is the first time back in my uh, legit studio. I'm not in my wife's office down the street since my my house guests are gone. It is it is beautiful. My nice comfy chair, you know, the lighting and all it all just feels wonderful. The optimal desk is surrounding optimal surroundings. Acoustics yeah. are fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's it's good. Um, I think one of my other favorite moments that surprised me how much I enjoyed it. Cause I didn't know much about him was the Callum interview is, yeah, you know, we, we had on obviously Curtis, a hall of famer with tons of success. We've had on Austin Ernst multiple time winner on the LPGA tour. We had on, um, Lonto Griffin, a winner on the, on, on the PGA tour, but to have a guy who's trying to get to those ranks and those levels and, and those accolades, and his life on the mini tours and like we talked about how one putt, one stroke, one shot here or there can mean so much to those guys when sure. he's fighting for his tour card over in Asia. It was just kind of remarkable. He was obviously a, a very charming, funny, entertaining guy on top of it and, and told some funny stories. But um, yeah, I was just a huge, huge Callum fan after we had a chance to talk to him that night. And um We'll we'll still be rooting hard for him this year on the on the PGA tour. So it was cool to see him get his card as well after we Yeah, I mean, how cool was it to see him get all that have all that success very shortly after talking with us? You know, it it, it was very unique and so special for our listeners and us as well to have someone come on and talk about the grind that he's going through and where he's trying to get to and then have really kind of immediate success following our podcast. Not to say that we had anything to do with it, not to say it didn't, <laughs> but regardless, the fact that he was able to get out there and get it done. And it was so cool to talk to someone in that process. You know, it's very rare that you're going to be able to one reach a guy in that time. And, and Jay, you can speak to this as well as anyone, you know, there's such a short period of time between when that guy's on the cusp of making it and when he makes it. Yep. And we just kind of happened to grab him in there. I mean, obviously yeah. there's still a lot, to, uh, a lot of story to be written between, you know, what his success and potential could look like, but the fact that he got his card, as we all know, and, and Jay again can speak to this very, <laughs> very uh, um, personally, just getting that card is a major making it yeah. type of sign feeling, you know, anything, you know, it, it's winning and all that other stuff is massive, but Getting there is half the battle, if not maybe 75% of it, because yeah. as they've all said, any one of us that have had buddies that have gotten out there and had a little bit of success, every one of them will tell you it's way harder to get there than it is to stay. Yeah. 
yeah, no, it was, it was, it was pretty unique and it was fun. Like, like Mike said, he, he's a very charismatic guy. He's, he's funny, he's witty, uh, but he's also extremely talented. Uh, and he was uh, right on the cusp, like, like you mentioned, McLean of, of getting his card, he, you know, ended up getting his card in the, in the uh, corn Ferry playoffs there um, and earning his way, which was incredible. And it, that, that happened not too long after, you know, we were on the podcast together and he was kind of in the, in the middle of that, of that surge of to trying to, to make it out there. And among other things with the baby, I was like, Oh, yeah. oh by the way, he flies yeah. home to England as a baby yeah. in the midst of it yeah. too. It's like, yeah. Which is, he had a lot of big life moments and we were lucky enough to get him on there. So that was, that was fun. I mean, and I'm, I'm hoping, uh, you know, more success for him. And I'd love to get him back on because he, he really does have a lot of, a lot of stories. Uh, he's just such a great storyteller. And I think everyone would really enjoy uh, him, him kind of coming back and revisiting some of the things that he didn't have time to talk about. And we, we just really touched on his, his journey to that point. Um, but I'd love to sit down with him again and, and he can really uh, give us more insight of, of, of some of the people that he's met along the way and some of the experiences that he had, he's had because he's, he's a pretty funny character. Yeah. And I think if you're, if you're one of our casual listeners, maybe not someone who listens every week, but listens periodically and you're listening to this episode, Go back and listen to the Calum one if you haven't. It's not a name that's going to jump off the page at you when you when you see it. It's not again, not Lanto, not Austin, not Curtis, um, but it's a fun, fun interview, and I would I would highly recommend it. It's it's to me it's one of our my favorite episodes uh, that we've done so far. Yeah. Well, and, and not to go down a rabbit hole or get off on a tangent because that's not what we do here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just real quick, Jay. And especially you know, since we brought it up, all three of us have had kids and we know what kind of sometimes very pleasant distraction that can be. Do you think that helped him a little bit? Kind of maybe put some things into perspective when, when everything's on the line, you know, he's been grinding forever to get to that PGA tour card. And then all of a sudden some things get put in perspective really fast. And then all of a sudden it makes it almost more attainable because your focus isn't so, uh, best way to say it, um, direct or aggressive or, or yeah, it's balance. You, you just, you, you kind of exactly balance. Thank life, you. Life balance. You know, you're looking at, you know, you put so much time and effort and, and, and it, that's what it takes to, to get out there. And there's no question to get out there, to stay out there. It takes so much time and effort and all the small details. And, and granted, I was never out there full time, but I've, 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 been, I've seen it. I've seen the guys that have made it and I know what it takes to, to make it out there. And, it, in, the, in, in the grand scheme of things, the guys who are really successful have a, a real good sense of, of balance. Uh, they put everything they have into golf, but they do it and they're very efficient, um, but they, they really have a, a life balance and they understand that, hey, it's just golf. And the end of the day, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not a better person than anyone out here. I'm, I just am good at this, this one thing. Uh, we all have our things that we're good at. And I think that the people who understand that are the ones who are the, the lifers out there, the lifelong guys. You know, like a Jim Furyk, a Stuart Sink, you know, they, they stay out there forever. They play till they're 50 and they compete until they're 50 because they truly understand what it means to be a PGA tour player. And they understand why they're there. They understand where the money's coming from. They understand what it takes to play at that level because they have that balance. And, uh, and I think, you know, having a, having a child certainly puts that in perspective. Um, so, and hopefully, and he, and, you know, he obviously Callum had the success, right after it got his card. And then once he's got on tour, now I think 
it's really at home for him because I think the one disadvantage he, he has right now with having a child is that his, uh, his wife still lives uh, overseas. So he's trying to make that work. And it's, it seems like it's really, I can imagine trying to play on the PGA tour of my rookie season and still trying to be there for, you know, you know, for my, for my wife and my child, it's gotta be, I think that's what he born. That's yeah. That's what he's struggling with because he wants to be there, but at the same time he needs to be here. So he's, I think he's got that struggle. I haven't talked to him uh, personally about that, but I'm sure that that's, that's definitely a struggle of his that he's trying to figure out. Um, But the good thing is he's got this whole year and hopefully he'll have some more starts and a couple really good finishes to kind of push him over the, uh, over the edge there. Yep. Absolutely. So, Let's uh, kind of looking ahead for our podcast, you know, what we have in store for 2022. It's, I think, you know, we're going to try to just keep getting better and, and keep giving you guys more entertaining content to listen to and facts and, um, you know, trying to keep expanding on this. So obviously, we're going to keep working on getting more and more guests and, and different shows and maybe some different segments. You know, we're going to, I'm not going to say we're going to have an apparel line. Um, we got a lot of ideas floating around of, of merch. Um, we might be, we might have a couple of collabs coming up soon. Yeah. We got some things, uh, in the hopper, as they say, from a, um, merchandise standpoint that we, hopefully we can get, get out and to you guys available for sale. So we can, uh, break even on this podcast as I charge Jay and McLean today via Venmo, um, <laughs> for our monthly, monthly expenses. As the wife looks at me like, are you going to start like trying to make money off this thing or are you just going to spend money and drink and talk with your friends? I said, well, right now we're, we're kind of liking the drinking and talking with our friends thing. Um, it's cheaper than going to the bar. It really is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't I don't talk to anyone else there anyways. So, um, But yeah, so we, we got a couple more things and uh, we're going to hope to keep on doing this and uh, we'll do another recap at episode 100. And Jay's going to get a drink, which also seems to be a fan favorite when we do the what's everyone drinking segment, uh, which we didn't do tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm just drinking White Claw tonight. Still. Hence why he skipped it. Still uh, still not hitting it that hard after the whole COVID just yet. So uh, as far as the what's your drink, what were you drinking tonight? That's your issue, Mike. It's just White Claw. That's your issue. No, There's no chance of bacteria growing inside me, pal. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm burned kidding. Them. I'm, burned them. I'm kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. <laughs> uh, I saw, what are you on the Corona light again? Yep. Take it easy, man. Okay. That's like that's it. about, that's really my entire life has transitioned to that. And I think once you move to South Florida, you just kind of fall into it. Drinking wine at one in the afternoon is it's just odd, you know? Yeah. So not that not, I don't do that. I was going to say, how often do you drink at one o'clock in the afternoon? McLean? Literally never. (laughs) Unless football's on. No Sundays. Sundays Sundays. are my day. I've made that known. Um, I've even told my team and people I work with. I was like, look, you can reach me whenever, but it's risky between the hours of like two and the time I go to sleep on Sunday. You don't know what version of me you're getting. Uh, I like my Sunday fun day. That's kind of my, my one little time. We normally have a couple of people over. I, I smoke something on the grill and we watch football on the back porch for the afternoon. I wasn't sure where you were going when you started with, I smoked something. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. On the grill. I gotcha. The Traeger, man. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here. 
Hey, hashtag no free ads. <laughs> hashtag no free ads. Try to get them on here. Used it again this week. Actually, um, did a little oyster roast for Christmas Day. Wow. With mom, Jeff, and uh, the family. Loved it so much. We did it New Year's Eve and had the friends over. So we did a family oyster roast. We had a friend's nice. oyster roast. Um, we got really blessed with good weather until the cold front moved in. And uh, it was cold front. It was a, a good time. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> I had to get that in there since, you know, you guys are struggling to get your cars out of the driveway. Yeah, we weren't sure we we're going to record tonight because Jay didn't have power because of all the snow we've got here in Richmond. That's and you're brutal. talking about a cold front at 72 degrees. I know. I had to throw on a pullover to take my golf oh, cart out. My God. Nightmarish. Oh, God. Nightmarish. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I hate that. That's like my parents live in Florida and they're like, oh, it's, it's really cold tonight. I'm like, what's the low going to get to? They're like, oh, 68. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> tonight's low is going to be 19 degrees. That's brutal. Uh, all right, Jay's back. Jay, what are you drinking? We, we did the Ooh, uh, what are you I, drinking segment. I actually picked up in North Carolina this past weekend. I picked up a Bardstown Fusion Series 6. Wow. Um, the which fuck is, uh, is that? It, yeah, it's kind of a, uh, yeah, it's a newer newer bourbon. I think it's uh, it's good. It's good. I mean, they've made, so Bardstown has uh, made a couple of these, this Fusion Series. So it's, it's basically, they're blending these different aged whiskeys or bourbons, I should say they're still whiskeys, but so they've got like a, this, this one consists of, I think like uh, 55% of a 12 year uh, bourbon. And then another, another like eight year, and then uh, something that's a little newer and it kind of works its way down, but they, they're kind of blending these, all of these together. Um, and it's actually uh, I've had the uh, Bard sounds uh, fusion series four, which is, which is pretty good, decently rated for the, for the cost, but um Sounds like an Australian luxury line of vehicles. We got the series four. Get the Bardstown. Give me the four series, mate. <laughs> I haven't had a sip of it yet, but the it, fuck out of here. Yeah. I uh I almost want to crack open. So my my gorgeous, beautiful, amazing wife, Lindy. Wow, it's amazing, by the way. Just so in case she doesn't listen, step. Mike. She's no, not I listening. Know. She she bought me. We weren't gonna really do gifts this year because we went to Jamaica. But in the bottom of my stocking, she had some Buffalo Trace. And I'm like, that's fantastic. She must have gotten by Walmart. <laughs> no, they don't sell it at Walmart here. <laughs> Unfortunately. And then she was like, on Christmas Eve, she was like, I got to go pick up uh, one of your gifts. And I'm like, what are you picking up on Christmas Eve? I'm like, you don't need to go pick me up anything. Whatever it is, like it can wait. Or like, I thought she ordered something and I was at a store. She had to go pick up. She goes, well, it just got delivered today. I'm like, delivered where? She, because she wasn't working, she's like, "Oh, to my office." I'm like, "What?" And then it hit me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "It's a bottle of bourbon." Because our good buddy Matt Brainingham, who I was drinking his bourbon uh, the last few weeks on our podcast, as I stole it, <laughs> helped my wife, and he dropped it off at the office for her to get. So it was Christmas Day; she still hadn't gotten it yet, and I knew it was a good bottle of bourbon. And I was like, "So when we go into the office, I want my uh, my other." <laughs> My other gift here. So Christmas yeah. Day, we go into the off her office. We drive over there with COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm glad we let that air out before I go in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the COVID cocktail, ivermectin and bourbon. <laughs> You're right. good. That's right. And it was a, as a nice bottle of E.H. Taylor. Ooh, so. I thought that's where you were going. 
it was oh, uh it was it was a, the best christmas present uh, a guy could ask for so i was going to oh, crack wow. it open tonight but again still just trying to beat the vid here so i was going to take it easy with a white claw so. <laughs> but that's true that's true you're you're getting your oxygen level i don't know I'm trying to hydrate I'm trying to hydrate like jay when he does the, yeah. does the yard yeah i was like i'm gonna drink a white claw i'm trying to hard hydrate here i'm not sure <laughs> if you're aware of this mike but there are Literally zero healing remedies from <laughs> ever involving White Claw. However, <laughs> I didn't say bourbon. Bourbon, if you look back in time, does have some you know healing recipes, and I've I've heard it's a thing. Yeah, that was before modern medicine existed. <laughs> I wasn't putting an exact timeline on it. I was looking for statistics. That's it. That's all. That's when men didn't have shoes. You kidding me? That was. <laughs> Oh, uh, white claws well. never solved shit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's fine. I agree with that. I'll second that. So. I mean, I don't know if Saul's thirst. I mean, I'm not angry at him. I still white like white claws. And if you're out there, white claw, we're we're available. <laughs> that's right. Did we thank but, our sponsors from 2021? We yet? should. We should go through the line of sponsors. All right. Thank all you right, guys. Thank you. Really nice. <laughs> you guys you. are the best. Uh, <laughs> unrivaled support. <laughs> Couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, Always there for us. No matter what idiotic thing we say. <laughs> so we do have some golf this week. So let's do what we do. Let's talk a little golf. We gave our little podcast episode. And again, thank you to all of our listeners. We do greatly appreciate you guys tuning in to us and the comments and the texts and people actually caring about what we say every week and taking a vested interest in listening and it is it is pretty remarkable and amazing and um so we do we do thank you from the bottom of our hearts for tuning in and listening and we appreciate all the support in 2021 and look forward to a good 2022 on the Emerge 9 Golf podcast but we're here to talk golf so we haven't had any golf recently since the Tiger Charlie show but we do have some golf this week and I thought we would do a little uh, we had a look back on the podcast we'll do a look ahead in the future of the, you know I always want to say it's the start of the season even though the this wraparound season already started, but let's uh, be yeah. honest. This, this starts. The, the calendar is now 2022. The Century Tournament of Champions is this week. So it does count, um, but it doesn't really count. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's official what, money, though, right? It's official. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, yeah. it, it that, definitely, that's a fucking counting event. It does count, but I'm just saying it's everyone, it starts now. It's a like, limited it, field. It's, it's a limited field. It's not the Sony. Correct. They do have a pretty big field this year. They have 38 of the 39 eligible people playing. So um, the only guy who's not there is McElroy. But there's 39 eligible winners that could play. 38 of them are there. So it's a pretty strong field. But we'll get I would to th- think that that course sets up so well for him, too. It does. I mean, it's a bomber's paradise. Exactly. Long, I'm wide just fairways, thinking just why you would driver. skip that one. Why am I going to skip a limited field event where I can shoot 90 and still make 100 grand? We'll get to that in a second. It's the Century Tournament Champions. What I want to do is let's look at some broad topics, PGA Tour for the year. Hold on, quick question before you yeah. go to that. Sure. Dustin Johnson's not not playing either. Because uh, he didn't win. He did not win a tournament? This is the first time he didn't win a tournament? In the calendar year. he So he won the last event was the Masters in 2020. That's right. That's he's won a, He has won a PGA Tour event every year that he's been on tour except last year. So... It counts because it, it was technically count because that it was, was last season. Wrap that, around. It was the fall wraparound. So it counted for the 2021 season. 
but not but to, for the not calendar only, year of 2021. He did not win, which is what gets you into the which gets you into the century. It's like they they go off a calendar year, not a season yeah. year. Gotcha. Okay. So. Wow. Gosh, I, that I mean, that's I, that stat alone. I mean, I know we, we we've thrown out you know everyone. I still feel like it ended. I still feel like it ended. It needs an asterisk moving forward. <laughs> Yeah, it's been I over mean, twelve. It's been over twelve months since he's won. Wrap around it counts, but well, and had he won think, the had he won the Masters in April, we wouldn't even be having this argument. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but it's a pretty incredible stat that I mean, there's I don't there's no other player on tour that that can say that. Mm-mm. Not Tiger. No. Not Phil. Nope. I mean, granted, Phil's obviously older and has been playing, but I don't think. I, did Phil win a, a PGA Tour event for the first 15 years of being on tour? Oh, I, I doubt it. I don't think he did. That, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, he might have, but I don't know. If so. there was one player who did it, it was Phil. That would be the only uh, the only other one I could think of. And, and Tiger didn't do it because I think he had, you know, after 1996 was the first year. So, you know, 14 years of 2009. You know, uh, 10, 11, I don't, I think he had uh, a couple of years, maybe 10, 11, 12. I know that was yeah, a year he, didn't win. he did not win. Yeah. Um, he got back to number one in 13, but so he won like four or five times in 2013. Mm-hmm. But yeah. so what, uh, what are you guys looking for in 2022? Any storylines on the PGA tour in the world of golf? Are you guys looking for the obvious to? one? I mean, let's 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 go ahead and put it out there. We can this beat around tiger. the bush and act like it doesn't matter. Does he play or not? That's the big one. I mean, there's uh, there's some other ones. We want to see how Colin Morikawa backs up. You know what he did last year. We want to see how some other guys progress. We have some guys that I'm really interested to see whether or not they're going to make it. I mean, there's some guys that we had a lot of stock in early that are now kind of finding themselves on the cusp. I mean, is Matt Wolf going to be long term player on the PGA Tour? Um, what, what's Patrick Reed going to do? He's got to get DQ'd at some point this year. (laughs) I mean, there, there's so many, so much good stuff that could potentially come. So, yeah, I think for me, it's, it's obviously tiger, right? Does he play? When do we see him? What do we see from him? How many times does he play? I think that's, that's definitely the big storyline and big question mark going into the year is what are we, what are we getting from him? But then kind of like you said, McLean, my other kind of take from there is, you, you look at the top 15 in the world golf rankings or so, and there's a ton of storylines there of sure. what are these guys going to do? Obviously you got Rom yeah. at the top, right? Has been playing stellar. You got Morikawa's meteoric rise here. In the last two years, number two, you got DJ who we just talked about, who's still number three in the world, even though he didn't win in the last 12 months. Can't lay back up the FedEx cup. Then you got Bryson who is Bryson. Xander Shoffley, is he going to win the big thing? He won the gold medal. Is he going to back that up and do something big with a major? Hovland's on the come. Then you got JT and Rory. You know, what are they going to do? They haven't won majors in a while, but they're always seem to be around. Around. You got Sam Burns, number 10, right? You talk about this time last year, he was like 150th in the world, and now he's 10th in the world. Does he continue his tear? You know, then you get guys you're looking at Louis and Harris English and Scotty Scheffler. Does he start to break through? Yeah. And you get guys like Spieth and Finau and Kepka right behind them. I mean, it's it's some really interesting storylines from those big names at the top of the world golf rankings. And what are you what are you gonna get? Are people gonna back up recent success? Are people gonna break through like they should or gonna get back on the the major wins with Rory and JT and Spieth? 
it's uh that's kind of what i'm i'm looking forward to the most i think golf's in a great spot with those big names yeah and anyone can win on any given day and it's it's a very very deep deep class of uh, of players in golf right now yeah i would to you know to kind of follow up on that i think I've got a couple that I'll, I'll just touch on while we're, while we're on it. Uh, some storylines to look out for. It would not surprise me if, uh, if you know, it's six and seven, Xander Shoffley and Victor Hovland. It would not surprise me if one of those two guys won a major this year. I just feel like Victor yeah. Hovland, I've all, you guys, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of his in terms of his, just his overall approach. I just think he, he really gets it. He understands golf. He's a great ball striker, great driver of the golf ball. And we all know he's had his struggles with chipping, but it seems like he's making, he's made a, a turn for the better in terms of chipping. At least it's more consistent. Um, and he's it's good he's enough with his ball striking. Good enough. And I feel like he's competed enough. And I think, you know, he can, he, he can win, he can win a major, uh, given it, uh, given it the, the right one. Um, and Xander Shoffley's, I mean, you could go back and look through the stats. I mean, I don't know how many top fives he's had in majors in the last five years that he's been on tour, but it's a lot. Um, so he, those two would would surprise me as a breakout player. You know, I, I shouldn't say breakout player. I know they're in the top ten in the world, but winning a major, um, I would really look to see if one of those two guys can do it. Um, Sam Burns would kind of I would throw him in that category as well. He's starting to play really good golf. And then for some of the guys who um, who haven't um, have haven't played that great as of late, and you mentioned them uh, in tandem there, Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy. I mean, they have been. When it comes to majors, they haven't really been relevant for the last couple of years, but they're still, you know, eight and nine in the in the world. So they're they're still relevant. They they are yeah. still an unbelievable, incredible players, but they just haven't been. They really haven't contended much in the majors, and it wouldn't surprise me if one of those guys um, got off the the snot as well. But a lot of incredible, you know, it's really fun. You know, we, we, we talk about Tiger Woods and, and whether or not he's going to play again, yet we've got, you know, 15 guys in the top 50 in the world, if not more than that, that have some incredible storylines, you know, moving in. So it's actually, I mean, it's a really fun, it's a fun time to be a fan of, of, of golf. You've got a lot of different personalities, a lot of different people to pull for. Um, it's, it's neat. I mean, I, I, I can go through this, this whole list here, and I can come up with all these different narratives of, of why this guy, this is their time, um, given the golf course, given their past history. Um, so it, it it's I really it's kind of up in the air. It's just, it's it's anyone's game, you know, as whereas, you know, 20 years ago in early 2000s, you're like, nope, oh, we're going to St. Andrews. Tiger's going to win that. They're going to Augusta. Tiger's going to if he doesn't win, he's going to finish in the top five. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was obvious, you know, the tour is deep right now with great players. Yep. The tour is deep right now with great players. Yeah. There right. aren't events. Well, I, I, let's get back to that. There aren't majors to where when we were growing up, 25 guys had a chance. Yeah. Yeah. When we were growing up 97 to 04, for example, it was Tiger and Ernie and Phil. And VJ and VJ, you know, Justin Leonard, Retief Goosen, David Love the Third, Davis Love the Third, uh, David Duvall. Um, there was a small contingent of players that you really were looking to compete, but it was less than 10 who you felt like each week had a chance at winning. Right now, there are 20 some odd guys who could win on almost any course. Yes. Yeah. Some guys, I think that's I think that's the biggest thing is that the quality of players, they're so well rounded these days 
that they could really win on any golf course. They're that good. Yeah, you take a Justin yeah. Thomas, a Xander Schauffele, uh Scotty Scheffler even uh, yeah, for a little bit of name. a wild card in there. But when you look at an all-around player where you're not giving kind of a noticeable uh, what's the best way to put this weakness in their game. Um, that's where, like, to me, Justin Thomas and Xander Schauffele are the two most well-rounded players in golf. They do not have a weakness that I'm aware of. Yeah. They're... You said Xander Schauffele and who? Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas, yeah. Yeah, no. John, they... John Rahm's pretty good, too, all around. He's number one player in the world, so he doesn't he's have all really left. good. No, he's really good. <laughs> I'm not saying – I'm not going to say anything negative, but to me, his – He's streakier. He, he just seemed a little bit streakier with his putting. Um, but I guess you could say the same about Justin Thomas, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it, when you look back, you look at the history of the guys. This is the the, um, the stat that we have always wanted to have. There's a way for us to quantify this. You know, the the clutchness of these guys. Like, how clutch are these guys? How do they, do they know how to win? And Curtis even mentioned it in a couple episodes back. Like, this is something that, once you learn how to do it, that that's your golden ticket. If you know how to win and you know what it takes to get it done, the other stuff is irrelevant. Like, okay, I'm not the best putter. Colin Morikawa, I'm not a great putter, but I, I know what it takes to win and I'm going to do it. And that's, and he's done it. He's done it. And that, that's one of those things that it's, it's really, it's not, it's not coachable at that level. It's something that you learn as a kid, as a you know, young teenager, you learn how to win. And some people think you're in, it's innate. You know, I, I wouldn't maybe go that far, but if you don't know how to win by the time you get out there, you're not going to be a, a dominant player. You're not going to you're not going to get on the PGA Tour and win your first tournament ever, and then be be in the top five in the world and, and win majors constantly. It's like you already know how to do that. You know, yeah, you don't learn that on the PGA tour. You don't learn that on the PGA. You've learned that as a junior, you learned that as a kid, as as you built your way up, you learn how to win. And Colin knows how to do that. A lot of those guys do, but you um, might break through on the PGA tour, yeah. but you're not gonna be someone who sustains a long-term career based off of wins yep. and majors. Yeah, you're right. Here's you're right. here's an interesting statistic I saw today from Kyle Porter of CBS Golf. Um so in the strokes gain world, so strokes gain total per round for the whole season to reach two strokes gained is like you're the cream of the crop. You're the best in the world. That is damn good, right? So in 2021, only two players for the season were uh, greater than two strokes gained per round, and that was Rom and actually Cantlay. In 2020, it was There's another well-rounded player to throw to the mix. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. So that was kind of what going off of your point. Then you had Rom, DJ, JT, and Xander were the four that did it in 2020. 2019, it was Rom, Rory, JT, Cantley. 2018, DJ, Rose, JT. So you, you hear a lot of the same names there as far as kind of well-rounded, just playing well, can't lay JT, DJ, Rom, uh, almost <clears throat> those guys almost every year. Yeah. And we throw that strokes gain stat, you know, we didn't have that stat 20 years ago. Um, you know, you just went off the money list and, and they're, they're pretty, they're, they're pretty synonymous. 
strokes. I mean, <laughs> strokes gain and money list. Like the, I know everyone's like, Oh, all I have to do is be, you know, uh, be better with my strokes gain T to green. Well, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of moving parts that go into that. You know, it's, I know we kind of dumb it down and be like, Oh, just, just do this. Just be great. Yeah. T to green. That's a lot. You, you know, drive the ball 320 yards, hit it straight, hit it in play, be a great, you know, wedge player, be a great mid iron player, be a great long iron player. Like that's not easy. Like that, there's a reason that those guys are up there and they they're up at the top of the list and strokes gains because they're really good at all of those things. Um, but the whole point of that is to let people know that, and we've talked about this, the margin for error is um, you've got more room for improvement strokes gain T to green than you do on the green. Everyone is so good uh, on the green um, and you're, 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 you're edging for, you know, a 10th of a stroke in a round of golf. And it's like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, how do I, yeah. I don't even know how to be a 10th of a stroke better than the next guy. So that's why I think where it's, it just gets a little confusing for people, but I don't, I don't, we talk about it a lot. So I was just trying to relay that it's not as easy as we make it sound like being great, a great uh, player and strokes gain T to green. It requires a lot. It's a lot of moving parts there, driving the ball off the tee, long iron play, mid iron play, wedge play, like, that's more than half of, of your round. Um, essentially, you know, if you think about it, um, so it's tough to do that. And those guys are incredible. All the guys that are on the top of those, those lists are phenomenal. That's why they're up there. One other thing I'm looking, I don't know if I'm going to even notice it or anyone's going to notice it, but I am kind of curious, probably early part of the season. I'm going to try to pay attention. I wonder if we notice the lack of green reading books out there or because they're restricting those, and limiting the notes and and what these guys can have. If if we notice it, if it's if it shows in the play, if it shows in the stats, and again, that's the stats is not something we're going to really be able to tell until September. You know, until we get a big sample size of these guys. But you know, I don't know, I don't know what what effect it will have. In all honesty, or if people even notice. Well, the desired effect is pace of play. So we'll see at the end of the year whether or not we see anything. We're not going to see a, a big difference in score. Because what most people aren't realizing is that these guys play all the time without them. Yeah. They played before they got to the PGA tour. They most likely didn't use them with the exception of some of the younger guys. Now that played elite college level and amateur level events, they don't exist. Yeah. So, and you have to be young. I mean, they're just a a new thing. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This isn't something to where, a guy over the age of 30 was using these in college and elite amateur events. They weren't a thing then. Jay, how many actual green readings book did you use, even with the amount of tour level play that you had at your age? I mean, the only time I used them was when I played in a PJ tour event. That's it. I mean, so, you know, probably a, hand, a handful of times, you know, and I mean, either that or a web event, we had some, uh, or a US Open sectionals, they had later in my career they had green reading books but I, like i said a handful of times i didn't even really i would get them i would buy them just to have them in case i needed to i used it more for approach into the green like if i knew where the pin was and there was a flat spot i knew i could hit i could error to a certain side i never used it to read a green ever ever not one time it just it would just confuse the hell out of me because honestly you're you're relying. I mean, it's so it's so precise. You're relying on the person who who designed that book. You're relying on their numbers, and not only there's just too many factors. Like you know, if you get a back left pin, 
and the uh, the the slope was 1.8 degrees of a, a right to left putt. And you're like, well, okay, uh, my pin, the pin's back left. Is it? Am I? Where am I on that? On that? On yeah, that? you better know your exact position in the exact position of the flag to get that thing right. Exactly. So, I mean, I guess you could use it as a, a brief point of reference. If you're on the, if, if you feel like you have a straight putt, you could say, oh, okay, look at this. Oh, well, based on this numbers, this actually may move to the left. I could see where guys could use it, but when you get too precise, oh, it's two degrees. And I thought it was one degree. So now I need to play a little bit more because of that. Whereas like something like Bryson will really look at all of the numbers and, and really kind of be so analytical. And I, I think, I, I think can't imagine that, doing that. Oh, it would just drive me. I'm, I'm such bumped. a feel player. Last, I'd rather be confident over my feel and be wrong than feeling like I'm almost getting up over putts and questioning because I have this other influence. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like 95 percent of the players on the tour, when putting, when it comes to these feel shots, rely on that. Um, I, I think the green green books are more for caddies. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think I don't think tour players uh, outside of a couple of guys are relying on the green reading books more than the caddies are because this is my this is my thought. You tell me if I'm right or wrong about this or your your feelings. A tour player, an elite level golfer, wants to read his own green. He knows how to read fucking green. He didn't make it there because he struggles reading greens. I'd say. Uh, yeah, However, they, the caddies don't have that same competitive advantage. Yeah, they don't have that experience. They may not have the same. There are some guys that that, that that's not correct about. I'm just talking about the overall majority. Well, so and ultimately, most, it benefits and, the caddy more. And I, I don't know that it's something that guys that are playing are looking at on every putt. That's how no, I feel about I, it. I, I think there are too I, many field players, especially with the better putters out there. I, I would agree. I'd, I'd say majority and, and the and the heavy majority feel that way. I don't. I don't feel that. Um, you know, these players are using these, these green reading books to, you know, to, to putt. I just, most of these guys, like every, every, every player on the tour has a, has a tendency and they know what they need to do to get the ball started on their line. You know, some people are right aimers that really shut the face down. Some guys are left aimers that hold the face open and they put different little, they got different little start lines and it's very minute. Now it's getting tighter and tighter, but that's nothing. There's no caddy that's going to be able to tell you that. Like, like when when you get over a putt that seems straight, you know, to me, I'm going to look at this is a straight putt. And he's like, oh, it's right to left. But that's I see it as straight because of the way that I stroke the putt. And that's nothing that now a good caddy is going to know their player and know how to help them. But if you just take a random caddy with a random player and they get up and and he's reading a green book and he's like, oh, the the you know the it's. 0.27 degrees of right to left break. It's, it's a right to lefter, but I look at it and say, Hey, it's straight. I'm gonna play it straight. And he's like, Nope, you know, you're not going to make it if you play it straight. And I'm like, well, you know, Hey man, I, I have a tendency to kind of push my putts. And for me, I can, I'm going to play it straight and I probably will shove it about a inch offline and it's, it's going to go in. It's a straight putt to me. There's no caddy that's going to convince me otherwise. And if he does, then I'm probably going to miss it. Um, yeah, so, give Billy Mayfair green reading book. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. You know, I, I and I, we've talked about this before. I've you know when I played with Billy Mayfair a couple practice rounds. I mean, the stroke looks it does look bizarre, but he had no problem hitting his lines. You know, and and granted, it was it wasn't competition; it was just practice round. But I mean, he rolled it great. 
it didn't look pretty, but he rolled he it. He knows the way the ball's going to come off. It, it's all, you know, it's all about predicting your next shot. And if I can predict my start line and I can predict my speed, I don't care what you all, everyone else, caddies, whoever, are telling me the ball, what it should do. I know what I'm. I know what the ball is going to do based on the way that I stroke it, the way I set up to it, and that's going to give me the best chance to make it. So, to, to your point, yes, you're you're much you're much better off to have some conviction of a misread. You know, maybe you're not reading it correctly, but you're stroking it with some confidence than you are to have the perfect read um, and, and not and not not have any conviction or not be confident in it. You know, I remember I, I've told this story before, Doctor Tello friend of mine that I work with, he, he had a student that, that came back and, and told him, he's like, look, doc, he's like, he's like, I I'm, I'm lining up. I've got the laser out. I know how to line up perfectly on every putt. I've got it down. I know how to line up perfect. And I'm, I'm just dead center on every putt. I know exactly where I'm aiming. And he said, great. He's like, now all you have to do is make a perfect fucking stroke. He said, good luck. <laughs> you know, I mean, in, in all honesty, and that's perfect with doc, he wouldn't say it as loud or as bolsterous as I would, but he basically was like, He's like, great. Now you got to make a perfect stroke. He's like, good luck with that. He's like, cause no one on the planet does that. He's like, you've got to be able to just adjust and, uh, to, to the yeah. situation and the, the it's slope. Be some feel. Yeah. It's gotta be some feel there. All right. So let's, let's do something kind of sports talk radio esque. Let's make some predictions for the year that we can make fun of in a year when we realize how wrong we are. Or we can just delete the episode and no one will ever know. Um, or maybe one of us will be right and we can shove it in someone's face in a year. But winner, loser, dark horse. Your three picks. Huh? What? No. Your three picks. Winner, loser, dark horse. Did you read? Did you read my fucking notes? No. <laughs> I, I thought I prefaced that before we got on the fucking uh, Zoom call. All right. So as my notes, show notes said this morning, McLean. <laughs> Prediction number one, <laughs> give me your, your breakout star for 2022. And I, my caveat is this person has to be outside of the top 50 in the world. Currently, you can't Fair. give me, you know, we, we just listed a bunch of, we just talked about all the big names, right? We just talked yep. about 20 of the big, I'll names. go last. All right. So you, you can't give me Scotty Scheffler as your breakout star, even though, yep. yeah, he hasn't won, but he's the 12th ranked player in the world or 13th ranked player in the world. Okay. Um, and you don't, we don't have to go in depth with all these picks. We're just kind of yeah. off the cuff, make a pick. I'm going to go my breakout star for 2022, Maverick McNeely. Mm. You think he's going to put the money aside and really do it? I, I think he's doing it. He, he had a good fall series. We know it's not, you know, the most competitive, deepest fields in the fall. Uh, I'm trying to find where is he? He is 68th right now in the world. I can see him making a charge, winning some events, kind of having a a Sam Burns esque type of year. Maybe not getting all the way to tenth in the world, but I could see him creeping into the top twenty in the world yep. by this time, this time next year. So I'm going to go Maverick McNeely as for my breakout star. I like it. I like it. Um, uh, McLean, you wanted to go last. It sounds like right. I'm ready. I I've got. Can I can I say two people? That's fine. Um, now, give me, give me your, give me your, I'll, your I'll give you, my, I'll give you my number one, but then I've got another that I, I have really a couple like. other guys that I'll mention yeah. as okay. honorable mentions. And this is uh, honestly, it's probably not fair for me to say this person. Um, but I will say it because he's a household name. Um, Ricky Fowler is going to have a great 2022. 
Okay. I'll accept it. He is currently 87th on the, on the world golf rankings. He's, he's, uh, and whether people, I mean, I don't think that he gets enough credit. I know he hasn't won a major, but for a while there, he was, he was contending a lot. And what he had that one, what was it four or five years ago? He finished second in all four or, you know, top five in all all four majors. Mm -hmm. So the guy knows how to play on under the gun. Now he's been working on in multiple conditions on multiple styles of golf courses, multiple types of golf courses. He's, he's a, he's a primetime player. He knows how to get it. He knows how to, I mean, he knows how to win. He's won his fair share of tournaments on tour. Just hasn't won a major yet. Um, but I, I do think he's going to, I think that whatever swing changes he's making are they're starting to sell. And he did have some bright spots at the end of, of 2021. Um, so I think he's going to, I think he's going to kind of put it together, get comfortable with what he's doing. And I wouldn't be surprised if he has a, if he's a multiple uh, PJ tour winner. Uh, this year. All right. McLean. I'm going deep breakout, breakout. I love it. Um, actually a buddy of mine used to play minis with got his card this year. Uh, and it made a little bit of a splash with what happened when he got his card, Justin Lauer from Malone university. Jay, Jay Lauer. Jay Lauer. Love that guy. I always like to tell him, no one goes lower. They go Lauer. Um, <laughs> regardless, really good dude. Uh, he's played in three events so far, made him about a hundred grand. What I, what I like, you know, looking at some of his stats, his strokes game, they're not impressive. They're really not good. They're all, but one category is over 188. However, 99th in scoring average. So he's, he's, he's getting it done. I think as he's always done, it's always been one of those things where, you know, love the guy, good dude. He, he, he just writes down numbers. And at the end of the day, it's like, hey, Justin, what did you shoot today? Ah, 68. Get the fuck out of here. I played with you. You know, he's that he's that guy. He's just, he's just going to clip you unbeknownst um, over and over. And when he gets that putter rolling, man, he, he can play some good golf. He had some success on the Corn Ferry Tour. And uh, ultimately, um, I'm hoping that he has a big breakout year. I think he's, he's kind of due. And he's got a really good attitude for the game. He's got a little bit of support behind him right now. And I think he can get out there and get it done, write down some good – Good numbers. Write down a bunch of bunch of circles. We like what's circles. his current what's his current world ranking? Three hundred and twenty. Hold please. Well, if you if you do it on that stat, like how how quickly can they rise from where they are? You 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 three sixty nine. Yeah, you may win that. You may win that if it's if it's if it's uh, if it's based off of how how far they jump. I mean, Justin's a, a good buddy of mine. We played uh, quite a bit of golf there. We should get him on the podcast. He would he would, yeah. We can would, get him on easy. Justin would do it in a second. He's a great guy. We played a bunch of golf. And, you know, I know if if his if his stats aren't there for strokes gained, tee to green, um, he certainly makes up for it with his short game. Really good putter, um, and and great great hands. Um, he he can yeah, and he knows how to win. I mean, he's won his fair share of tournaments, uh, mini tour golf back in the day. He knows how to get it done, um, and a good dude. Um, really, it, it, you know, not to get too deep on this guy's struggle, but somebody you guys, uh, as the listeners, you should follow him. Great, really follow. cool story. Really cool story. Lost his brother and his father in a car accident, uh, probably fifteen years ago, and uh, you know he learned how to play the game from his dad and his grandfather. Um, if I'm not 
too far off with his grandfather. I thought I, I, from what I remember, but needless to say, he lost his dad and his, and his, and his brother in a car accident in the same car accident. Um, and you know, he plays golf every day with a heavy heart and he, and I know he thinks about him. He used to have a ball marker with his dad and his brother on it. And I don't know if he still has it, but just a good, good person, just genuinely good guy. Like you could always count on him, um, you know, go have a beer with and, and chat, you know, after a bad round of golf. I mean, I, there's plenty of times that I've had bad rounds and I, you know, got done, you know, playing and we were together and he's like, Hey man, it's just golf, dude. It's not that big of a deal. I was like, you're just lucky to be doing this. And I'm like, I, I was like, you're right. You That's know, why I he's there, like, man. That's why my it. teeth, you know, you're like, you're so right. You're exactly right. It's not that big of a deal. And I should just take a breather. And it's good to have people around you like that. Um, so definitely, I agree with you. I'd love to see him have a breakout year. That would be incredible. It would be incredible. Uh, I love it. I love it. We'll see how those, how those go. I'll say a couple other names real fast. I won't give explanations, but just keep an eye out for Seamus Power, Cam that Davis. Was, that was my other, Seamus was my other guy. Yeah, Seamus Power, Cam Davis, Grayson Sig, Stephen Yeager were a couple of guys that I were I was looking at um, yeah. to kind of be more household names by the time the year's over. People might not know them now, but um, you may know them by the time the year's over. Seamus, right. you're right. You're right. 100%. I agree. Who is everyone's prediction to be number one in the world this time next year? Currently, it's John Rahm. With Morikawa nipping at his heels, he could become number one this week. Uh, DJ can't lay. Who's number one in the world this time next year? Okay. I uh, it, it's a toss up to me. I think I think Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy get get it get on a tear in 2022. I think it's one of those two guys. Okay. Yeah, I got Justin Thomas. Okay. I like that. I almost I almost went with Thomas. Uh, he. I got Colin Morikawa. <laughs> That's so weird that you would pick him. I know, isn't it? He's your man crush. You just love this guy. But um, it's a good pick because he's, you know, he, he's so well-rounded all the way. Around. He's just so, I mean, obviously he's number two in the world. So as long as it's a huge stretch, you know, for him to go from two to one. But I just he don't think. Put, he likes putting on Poe. Don't put him on any bent. I, I just don't think he has the game that he's going to have massive slumps he just hits the ball too well he's always yeah. going to be in contention he's always yeah, going to be him. up there that's a very fair very fair bet um, the only thing that would hurt him would would be any type of injury and it it, it it did uh the hearing that the the back injury there kind of towards the tail end of the year was a little disconcerting and i you know not to get into any you know technical you know golf stuff but and you know mikey but he does have kind of a really aggressive, you know, lower body movement and separation between his upper body and a lot of side bend. And I see, you yeah, know, Tiger, he, Tiger was a guy who did that early, really aggressive, lower body. He never had back bend. issues. And, you know, obviously he had five back surgeries, you know, so here we are, but I, I hope that's not the case. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He's, there's no reason that he wouldn't be right in the mix. I'll more coward there. All right. Who's your FedEx Cup champion? Justin Thomas. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna so, stick with stick with one of my two guys. I think I think they're gonna finish off the year, Rory or Justin. Wow. So I have Justin Thomas as the FedEx Cup champion as well. So I think I think you're right. I think Thomas is gonna have a big year. Uh, I just think Morikawa starting at number two in the year is also gonna have another good year, big year. That's why I think Colin's gonna nip Justin for. I think Collins won, Justin's two this time next year. 
I will say while we're, while we're on the talk, but real quick, I mean, there's a lot of, obviously a lot of storylines, a lot of names, um, you know, so you, you can make your bold predictions, but uh, Bryson, I, he, it's such a, he's such an enigma to me right now. And he could have an amazing year or an he, absolutely awful year. You're right. That that's kind I of don't where know I was, what you're going to get from him. That's kind of where I was going. Like if what he's doing to try to push the envelope pays off, he could potentially, he could absolutely dominate or he could, he could go over, over the top and fall flat on his face. So he is, I think he's on the cusp. Like he, if he, if he uses what he's doing and, and it works out um, in terms of all the speed training and trying to gain distance and, and he really does utilize it the right way, he could potentially, he could be a guy like Ty, we saw Tiger in, in the early 2000s where that link that he has just totally dominates everybody. He's just got such short clubs into the greens. The only thing that scares me with him, I think, in my opinion, the, the, the single length clubs I think the speed training is great. I think the single link clubs right now really hurt him for his short irons, wedges, chip shots, feel shots. I think I think that's where he bunker really play. Bunker yeah. play. We saw him. We saw him skull a couple that up. shots. Yeah, I'd love to see him post a video of him hitting wedge shots. All he does is post videos of him pounding drivers with 220 yeah. mile hour ball speed. It's like just have a standard link lob wedge, dude. If you're gonna hit the ball that far, you better learn how to hit a wedge, like. Just so, have a standard link lob wedge. I, I agree. I agree with you 100%, McLean, because I think I was like, I understand the concept for, for your full swing clubs. It's like one swing. But when you get to your wedges, they're, they're, you, you hit so the many shots, are too, so they're, many they're little variable. shots. What, 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 it, I don't think it would, yeah. it would take him too far off of his game to have a, a standard link wedge and sand wedge to where and it's just a utility club. It's an yeah. absolute utility club. I yeah. mean, help for him go and make it 62 degrees and have a 58 degree wedge in there so that yeah. he can still have that full length is something that he can use from the fairway. They can yep. still, he can still have that same swing with, and then Great. have a strictly utility 62 degree yeah. wedge. He can manipulate anywhere around the green. You can you hit know, bump and runs with a single link golf club. That's yeah. not the issue. That 58 yeah. degree can do all of that. However, manipulating the face in tough lies around the greens in the rough, in the bunkers, it's yeah. very tough to do with a golf club. That is uh, the length of a seven iron and the lie angle that it requires to be that length. Bold prediction, bold prediction. And I think it's, I think he's probably listening to this podcast, but my bold prediction is that before the end of the year, Bryson goes to a standard length lob wedge. Well, the the thing is too, is like, remember like years ago, DJ, I think he does. I think he does because he knows that everyone is telling him, everyone's telling him like, look, I understand that you, 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 you're, you think you're a physicist and you're, you're really attacking this from a scientific standpoint. We're telling you, everyone's telling you, that you using a single length or a club, that a lob wedge that you're using for field shots is the same length as your seven iron is not helping you. I think, I think that he gets the, I think he gets the, the notation and he eats his pride a little bit and it just, he just puts it in play. Super bold prediction. Bryson is a bag of dicks in 2022. <laughs> he already is. I, don't, I mean, I, He's a weird guy. I respect him. I do respect him. I'm not going to lie. He is a little, he's a little different. He's a little strange, but I respect the fact that he's pushing the envelope. I, I mean, I will, I'm going to come out and say it now. He, and sometimes he doesn't go about it the right way. 
No, I, I'm with you, Jay. I, I respect what he's doing. It's impressive what he's doing. I just, again, I, I don't generally like when he opens his mouth or when he puts a video um, out or when he's on my TV screen uh, or when there's an article written about him. Yeah. But other than that, I respect what he's doing. I just don't <laughs> want to hear anything about it. <laughs> so just play golf. I don't want to, I don't want to hear just play you. Golf ever. And shut the fuck up. Just, just leave it there. Someone yeah. tell LeBron that. Yeah. There's a lot of people we can tell that. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, just play football, dude. You're just attention grabbing whore, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I've got. I had a comment on that, but I'll let it go. Okay. Just, all right. We're gonna get we're, to our. <laughs> yeah, we're we're running late here on yeah. this. Uh, all right, last lat before we get to our picks for this week's event, last predictions of the year. I want you guys to make your picks. Who wins each major this year? Jay, we'll have you lead it off. You've been leading off all these picks. All right. So Masters. Um, Masters. I think um I think Colin Morikawa wins the Masters. Wow. Okay. Solely, solely because, you know, when we had Curtis on for the ghost episode that no one heard, um <laughs> he he continually commented on how everyone thinks about the greens at Augusta and how difficult and tough they are. But he said the 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 true the true winner lies in the control over the ball into the greens, and he's the best he's the best at it right now. So I, I, I think yeah. I think Colin I think Colin wins the the Masters. Um, next up is PGA the Championship at PGA. Southern Hills. I mean, I'd love to say Tiger Woods. He was the last one to win there, but I don't think he's going to play. <laughs> Wasn't he? Was Tiger was the last person to win at Southern Hills, right? Yeah. Was it 15 years ago, 16 years ago? Yeah, it's something been a like while. that. Um, but I don't think Tiger's going to play in that. Um, and the, the PGA is such a tough one. I know I mean, this I, is the hardest I, one too because the golf course is pretty. Yeah, I'll get this out of the way. I know that you know. I, I know that everyone's. We want to roll through the picks, but I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think Bryson's going to win. Uh, I think he's going to win there because I think there's yeah. some. It's not a super long golf course, mm-hmm. and there's some dog legs out there. I think he can kind of take advantage of it. And um, that I think that's kind of a bold prediction in my opinion, but okay. I like anyway. that. Um, and the then open uh, at the country club, Brookline, yep. Massachusetts. Curtis strange is going to win at the, at Brookline. <laughs> he's going to defend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, who was, uh, was it uh, Duffner was the last one to win at Brookline? Who? No, Curtis was the last one to win. At Brookline. So they haven't had a tournament there. Where, where did, well, they had the so, 99 Ryder cup there, but they haven't had, any other event since um, this is like eighty eight. Where did where did Duffner win? Duffner won at Oak Hill. Oh, that was Rod- the other that was the other course that Curtis won is USO Rod- Rochester. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, I really have no freaking idea because we haven't they haven't played there. I mean, I know it's not a long golf course, and Mikey, you have some insight on that because you work there. Um, I know it's a, a ball strikers course, um, but. I would. Uh, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw this name out just because I don't want to use the same name twice. For but for somebody who is really in command of their ball. You know, again, we use the word great ball striker, but he really can control his ball. And Scotty Scheffler, I think it would be. A, it would be kind of a sneaky, sneaky pick for him. It okay. wouldn't surprise me if he were to pull it out. Um, and then uh, at St Andrews, the last event of the year. Again, I think. I think this is the event that Tiger comes back or if he, if he comes back, he may come back before that, but I do think he plays at St. Andrews. I, I want him to win. I don't think he's going to win, but I just wanted to say that it will be fun to watch him play, but I do think Jordan Spieth 
finds a way to win at St. Andrews again because he just friggin' loves that place, and it's just perfect for him. He can hit it anywhere. He can hit it anywhere out there and just, you know, chip and putt his ass off, and 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 I, it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if he if he wins that event. What's the PGA golf course again? Southern Hills. Southern Hills. All right, let's run through this real quick. All right, I got Xander at the Masters. Okay. Justin at Brookline. Who said I Justin got, at Brookline? Yep. Okay. Justin at Brookline. I got Rom at Southern Hills, and I got Jordan at St. Andrews. Put put your money on it right now. <laughs> all right. The, what are the odds? We need to check check that. Let's see the odds on that. Let's. We should all put uh, just a, a twenty dollar bet on each one of those and just see what twenty or a hundred. Or a hundred or a thousand, whatever. All right. So mine, the Masters, your 2022 Masters champion is going to be Brooks Kepka. Mm. I don't of, like it. I don't like, uh, I don't uh, want him to win. The y'all Masters. see that picture Jenna posted, by the way? Oh, I've seen a lot of the ones the picture Jenna's posted, but my good buddy TJ Austin listens to this podcast. And that's his first cousin. So I got to be careful what I say here. <laughs> She's naked. Oh. Um, but no, I, I like I like Brooks there. He plays well at the Masters. He's had a good track record there. His game fits that golf course. I think he's hasn't won a major in a couple of years. I think he's going to be a little ticked off. Again, I'm not crazy about him winning it, but I if I was going to put money on it, I like him. He's in my top four or five to win that this year. Is Brooks Kepka one of the Masters? PGA Championship again. This is the hardest one, like you said, Jay. Yeah. I think this guy's due to win a big golf event in the continental United States. And he happens to have a house in Oklahoma. Mr. Victor Hovland <laughs> wins the PJ championship for his first major at Southern uh, Hills. Uh, U.S. Open, the country club, a great ball strikers golf course, tiny, tiny, tiny greens you don't have to overpower it's short it's tight with tiny 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 greens with really tiny greens you better be the best iron player in the world which is why colin morikawa wins the u.s open at the country club in brookline mass and then believe it or not i got jordan spieth as well in the, in the <laughs> all British three open. of us think jordan all three of us pick jordan spieth at saint andrews oh man it's he loves the British Open or the Open. He always plays well there. He's obviously won, uh, one one in seventeen. Was one shot out of the playoff at St Andrews in fifteen. Came in third this past year. He plays really well over there. He loves St Andrews. He loves it, and he's going to get the uh, the Open at, at St Andrews. Jordan Speed. So we're unanimous there with that one, which is pretty That's remarkable. Crazy. That's crazy that we all picked him. So. Um, I might, I might do a small like twenty dollar parlay on all four of my guys to win. <laughs> Why not? Why the, What the hell? It's just money. I get more I need next to week. Send you until I get sports betting back down here in Florida. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't need to send you twenty to throw me in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, well, I'll be curious to see and see how those uh, how those picks hold up and um, well, then we didn't do last year, but uh, we'll do it this year and, and again. Be interesting to follow, and I'm I'm pumped for the season, even though it's already started, but yeah. it starts now. So, especially this week. All right, so we get the century, we get the tournament of champions at Kapalua this week, which I love. It's just fun to see, especially with the snow on the ground now, to see the the sights and the water and the the flowers and the birds. 
Uh, and it's also like primetime golf too, which is awesome with them yeah, playing in fun. Hawaii. The time that they finish is, is fantastic from a viewing standpoint. I'm a huge fan of that, especially for someone who works a lot on the weekends and yeah. watching afternoon golf on the weekends sometimes is hard with my yeah. profession. And um, nighttime golf is a little easier. So uh, who wants to go first with their uh, DraftKings picks? I'll go first because I actually have this. This event is so. It's so I had a hard time with this. I mean, I, I mean, I've, I have no idea. I mean, I'm just going with people that, um, you know, really don't have any idea, honestly. So here you go. I'm going, I'm starting from the bottom, working my way up to the top. Now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Phil Mickelson, not to win, obviously. He's a 6,500, but. I feel like he's played in this tournament a bunch. He knows his course. No, he hasn't. He what do you I mean? I don't think he's ever played in this tournament. Not at Kapalua. Yeah, he's played in this tournament before. He has 100 percent Because it was some battles between him and uh Tiger way back. I mean, what not are you a talking lot recently. about, Mike. I heard I thought I heard something today that he hasn't played in this event in forever. I mean, yeah, he hasn't played in a while. How, how many played. how many PGA tour wins does the guy have? I, I'm just telling you. I, I bet money he's the most experienced person in the field. No, not, the, not this golf course. He hasn't played in 21 years. That doesn't matter. I mean, but he's played in it and he knows he's played the golf course. So he, he knows how to, he knows First how to time play in it. 21 years. He's playing this he, golf. So, but at $6,500, I think, uh, and, and no cut and Phil can make birdies. And this place is a birdie bonanza. And he's he only played. It. He's only played this golf course twice. Well, he's probably going to win. He's at sixty five hundred. Yeah, you know what? Percent. I'm taking Phil to win. Fuck Mike J. I'm with you. You know, <laughs> I'm just, sorry. Holes I'm, in our sorry I'm, I'm sorry. I'm stating facts that disagree with your points. I'm sorry about that. Jesus. Christ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can look at it however you want. I mean, my point is, it's no cut. Phil knows how to play this golf course. He's played it twice, but he's been in Hawaii. He knows how to play any golf course, and he makes a ton of birdies. And it wouldn't surprise me if he finishes top five. Um, so uh, at sixty five hundred bucks, and the guy who makes a shit ton of birdies, Phil Mickelson's, he's on my list. Um, next up, uh, uh, Taylor Gooch. It's first time playing out there. Obviously, uh, he doesn't know this golf course, but at that price, he's a again an, another another guy who knows how to make birdies. And this is again four round tournament. Go get it. Make as many birdies as you can. Um, and he's. The Southern guy, I think he knows how to play well on uh, on uh, Bermuda greens, or I don't know if they're Bermuda out there, but past Palum, grainy yeah, green. Yeah, they're Bermuda. Say. They're Bermuda. Um, so from there, I, I jump up to Mister Brooks Kepka. Um, I don't know. I I, I just I want to see. I, I, I this wouldn't be an event that I normally would pick him. But I just feel with all the issues and the drama going on, I feel like he's trying to prove himself a little bit. And the club change, a switch into Cleveland's Ricks on. Um, so I feel like he's he's ready to get, get off to a good start. So he's a wild card in my opinion. I want to see uh, if he keeps that driver in the bag. Yeah, me too. I agree. I agree. Um, but this is a good the place. and wedges are fantastic. This is a good place to experiment. It's a big, big golf course. It's wide open. So, um, and he hits it, hits it long. So this would be a good place for him to try to test it out. So, 
Um, actually, I shouldn't have. I jumped up to Kepco. He's at 8,500. I've got uh, Berger at 8,400, who I know has played in this event a few times before. Um, and he, you know, Berger is one of those guys that am I expecting him to win? Probably not. But could he win? Yes. He can make will some birdies make, in bunches too. Will he make a bunch of birdies, which is what this DraftKings setup is all about, is birdies. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he goes out and shoots, you know, 18, 19, 20 under and finishes top five. And here we are with a bunch of points. Um, and then I jump up to my buddy, Jordan Spieth, who I know has been out of here a few times. I love the fact that it's wide open. He can miss it everywhere. Uh, I know he knows how to play, uh, Bermuda greens. Um, he's, he's, he's had some success out here in the past. So, um, and then I jump up to uh, at $10,000, Victor Hovland, who we've talked about quite a bit on the show. That's your I man crush. I, I, I like the guy, dude. I, I just, I mean, I think he's got, other than the fact that he kind of struggles a little bit with uh, his putting, tee to green, he drives it straight, hits it pretty long. Not the longest guy, but hits it pretty long, but pretty straight. Great ball striker. Um, and he's a decent putter. He's not a, you know, he's not going to, you know, uh, wow you with this putting, but it's good. It's not, it's not terrible. It's not great, but it's good enough for as good of a ball striker as he is not a great chipper, but big greens out there, uh, big fairways. And I don't think that chipping is going to be an issue for him. So I, I would envision him finishing in the top five, in my opinion. Okay, cool. Thanks That's everyone. All yeah. right. McLean, are you ready? You want to go? You want me to go? No, not only am I ready, but I'm ready. Okay. So starting off from the bottom, Phil Mickelson, 6,500 for all the fantastic reasons that Jay already mentioned. Yes. I hope he misses the cut. (laughs) There's no cut. I know. I know. (laughs) I fucking can't with you. Uh, Bomber Cameron champ. Mr. Ball speed himself. I looked at, I looked at, I think, I think is going to have an advantage at a course like this. Um, I've got two crafty guys in my lineup. Crafty guy, number one, former FedEx Cup champion, Mr. Billy Horschel. Been playing some really good golf. Five or five cuts made this year. 7,000, I think, is a bargain for him. A guy who's played there a couple times, has a little bit of experience. And at the end of the day, a guy who just – he's another really good all-around player. If his putter is on at all, he's a little streaky putting, um, he's going to be good. But ball striking-wise, we know it's going to be there. We've got no questions about that. Moving up from there, going back to the baller, uh, Aussie uh, Mark Leishman coming in spicy at 7,500. Really good pick this week. I like him in that dollar amount. Look for him to contend. I think he could easily break break through, and he might be the only guy that can break through in that $7,000 dollar mark. Um, Moving up, I left room for a guy we've talked about a little bit, Jupiter's Finest. Justin Thomas. <laughs> he left room. Moving beyond that, uh, Scottsdale's finest, Mr. John Rom. Wow, wow. you got Justin Thomas and I, Rom in the I same lineup. I don't need to tell you how those guys got there. Let's just move <laughs> the fuck on. That's I had a feeling. I was just say when you started going through, you're like you're you had four pretty low guys. Yeah, I was like the quality you, guys. Quality. I'm just saying from a dollar standpoint, you quality guys. And let let me throw something out there for the for the listeners. For the nine of you that have made it this far, 
when you're going through and picking your DraftKings lineup, start with the lower dollar amounts. Pick the guys you really like at the lower dollar amounts and figure out how much money you have left to afford afterwards. Pro tip. Pro tip. <laughs> well, that should be a segment. Pro tip from McLean. Pro tip. All right. So a um, couple names on mine that you will have already heard, but obviously small field. So that's good chances. Uh, my low guy, $6,200. I don't really know why I picked him. I just needed someone pretty low. Cam Davis. I have him as a potential breakout for the year, sure. so why not start right here? Yep. So 6200 bucks, cheap. Um, I like Cam Davis. He's big, tall, goes a long ways, and um, let's go to this course. Was uh, potential breakout a segment that I missed? Well, yeah, we, we all picked our, our breakout player of the year. You had Justin Lauer. Uh, so potentials too. Just well, I just threw, I threw out a couple extra names after the segment. Like, oh, okay, cool. I guess, you, I guess you weren't listening. Nor did you. Make, I didn't know if I had missed. Just making sure we're all <laughs> yeah. up to speed. Thanks. Proceed. Proceed. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Did I miss a segment? No, you actually commented on the yeah. segment. <laughs> You're actually a part of the segment. Well, fucking potentials. No, I had I had. My breakout. We all picked no, I a gave breakout. My breakout. I didn't know but we elaborated afterwards to follow up. I guess you fucking potential breakout. I mean, how deep is this fucking podcast? I you just, just said, I said there's a couple an extra hour for potentials. To. You can you can <laughs> proceed. When I put this, proceed. When I put this episode out tomorrow, you can listen back to all the things you didn't pay attention to. Um, <laughs> then I go up sixty eight hundred dollars. Cam Champ, just like McLean, hits the ball a long ways. Can yeah, make a bunch good. of birdies. I did I like him quite a bit. Then I go eighty-two hundred dollars. Uh, Sung J M. He wow. can make he can make birdies in bunches. He won the Shriners uh, back in the fall at like 24, 25 under or something like that. Yes, he did. Was that like nineteen? What year was that? No, that was like November or October. <laughs> I thought it was like the wraparound season. I just think it's crazy that we've had this many events. Yeah. You're like trying to figure out which year the guy won the event. Yeah, fuck me. Keep going. Okay. Yep. You're doing a great job tonight, McLean. Um, <laughs> I'm going to shut the fuck up. And, and then and then these next three guys have already been mentioned before, but I got 8,500 Brooks Kepka. I think he's just going to have for kind of some of the things that Jay said, I think he's going to have a kind of a sneaky good year. Yeah. I think I you're going to hear his name a lot. He's got a chip on his shoulder right yeah, now. Yeah, he's, he's kind of back healthy. He had those knee issues. He's got the new clubs. Um, yeah, I think you're going to hear his name a lot. So I got Kepka playing well. I don't know if I love that not to not to interject i don't know if i love that because i don't know if i want to hear him no i i agree with you i'm not sure i don't want i want to see him or hear him but i think he's going to have a good year you know him and bryson are like in the same boat like i i don't i don't really want to hear what you have to say anymore like i've heard it and it's just not your your acts done with we we got it yeah yeah i've already seen that yeah Yeah. you're right and i'm like all right if if you want to be real and give us a real take on who you are and what you're doing then great but if you want to be this you know, over pretentious douche douchebag, then, you know, okay, fine. Go for it. Like yeah. I'll turn the TV. I'll turn the channel, but yeah. anyway, proceed. And then and I have your school learning. Yeah, exactly. Then I have uh 8,900 Jordan Spieth um, plays well at this golf course. It's been a while because uh, of his drought since he's played, but he has played very well with the win and a couple other top five finishes. Yeah. Um, so he'll be excited to be back. And then I have Mr. Justin Thomas, $10,600. I think he wins this week. Lots of overlap. I, period, I do too. I period. Period. End of story. 
Gosh. I Lots of I overlap within our teams. It Not wouldn't surprise me if he won, but I hope he doesn't because I didn't pick him. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much rooting for Cam Davis and Sung JM because the other four guys on my team, somewhat, you guys all have them. So I have a piece in. Yeah, that's right. So you need to pick pick your poison. But So that's it. Um, that is episode 50. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it, and we hope that there's going to be 50 more of these, but we're back in the golf season. Like I saw somewhere, we got there's going to be golf every weekend for the next nine months so let's buckle up we're gonna have a lot of material hey before we before we end this i know you you sent us out a a nice little uh spreadsheet of kind of the layout of the the the, uh, pod but do you have a goal in mind for your golf game mikey for 2022 put me on the spot jay put you on the spot i will i'll start Okay. McLean, I don't know if you're planning on playing any events this year. For me, obviously, I'm, like, I'm not my, planning on playing. <laughs> Do you have a goal for maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's golf work, whatever? And Do you have some golf goal related? Uh, no, my my goal is to actually play more. Last time I played, yeah. um, I broke my driver and put up my clubs. <laughs> There, the funny part is I spotted them the other day in my garage. And I have to say, since I've been a kid, it's literally the most like disregard I've ever had for my set of golf clubs. They're yeah. literally in a fucking corner in the garage. Just There's not even a towel on my bag. There's no, there's no, like it, it's, it's sad quite frankly, yeah. but I'll say this in the month of December, I didn't hit one bad shot. Because <laughs> you have not, not one. <laughs> I love that. Which is which is kind of nice. However, I will say I putt every day, so I, I'm That's sneaky. Great. I'm sneaky right now from ten feet, mainly left or right, because that's what my green breaks. Yeah. Um, so that's what I got. But <laughs> I putt every bad. day, uh, and that and I've I've actually enjoyed that. If yeah. I'm if I'm being honest, and I I've, awesome. I've I've talked about it. I want to start playing more. My buddy was like, hey. Can you set it up this weekend? No, this is funny. All right, you guys are in the business. So this is this is a good one. There's no chance he's fucking listening to this. And if he is, he didn't make it this far. So anyways, <laughs> I'm talking to him. And he was like, hey, you want to set something up for Saturday? And I knew he had texted me before he got back in town from Christmas. I'm like, motherfucker, you just got new golf shoes. You just want to get your new golf shoes on. I'm not. I'm not interested in facilitating that. So I was like, eh, I just kind of slow played it, let it go. He came over. We talked about it. He's like, yeah, you're exactly right. I, I want to get my new golf shoes out there. I'm like, see, that 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 that's why we're not playing today. <laughs> not fuck. I'm just not in it. And then he starts giving, and I, I actually brought it up. I'm like, dude, they got this new, the public course here, the Martin County public course here. They just put a shit ton of money. They built Top Golf, and it's not done yet, but they built it. So they are going to have 20 bays with a restaurant. It's a mini Top Golf. They have top tracer technology already on the range, totally renovated the golf course. They had two golf courses. Now they have a fully renovated 27, but one of them is a reversible nine that you can play in both directions. Nice. So it's actually, it's, it's, it's kind of a really cool spot. It's, I love the theory thought process. I think it's incredibly modern with where the game is right now. And I think it's an incredible, I think it's an incredible investment. I think this place is going to print money. Like, I can't wait. I'll show you. I'll send you guys some renderings. But long story short, I told him, like, hey, dude, I want to go check this place out. Let's go tee it up. And he was like, you just, you want to go pay? And I was like, well, 
Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about just going to band. You know, sometimes I like not being a like someone who's on a deal or someone who has a watch flyer. You know how it is. I want to go out and just be a golfer every now and again. Just be just be Joe Public every now and again. Yeah, absolutely, I got no absolutely. With that, yeah. it's enjoyable, quite frankly. Um, and he's like, dude, I I don't, I, I'm not into paying for golf. I want to be like, motherfucker, you're not in the golf industry. <laughs> Yeah. You're relying on me entirely for this shit, yeah. or your wife, who's no longer in the golf industry but had the fucking hookups. Like, how the what the fuck are you talking about? You that's the thing that kills me more than anything. Like, I'm a golf snob, but I like I'm really realistic. Like, I love going playing some public courses. I I, I love going and playing. But it I want good greens, but everything else doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, I, condition of the course. I'm understanding of where we are and I like seeing different facets of golf. I think golf is such a massive industry that sometimes the fun of it is seeing some places that are a little bit rougher. You know, that's how the golf, that's how the game was played back in the day. You know, the greens weren't what we're used to now, but regardless, I'm sitting here going like motherfucker, I'm a golf snob, but you're going to out snob me with no connections. You can go fuck yourself. He was relying on you. So and what's your, I was so, just like, are you fucking serious? So short story long, what's your goal for 2022? Yeah, what's your goal for 2022? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and you're wondering why people, this podcast is long. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You, you've mentioned four times how long this podcast is. Uh, and then you go my on goal and on. for 2022 is to my son, uh, just turned five, November 30th. My goal is to play more golf with him as he's now getting to an age to where it's it's more realistic for him to get out there and play more. So um, that's my goal. Play right, more perfect. golf with my son awesome. in 2022. That's great. Love it. And occasionally pay for golf. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to. Yeah. So well, Jay, fuck I, him. I, he doesn't know anybody. <laughs> I was blown away yeah. by that. You don't know anyone. What is, <laughs> he was, he's relying what on you to get the hook up. <laughs> you have no connections. I can't hook you. Hey, man, I'll take care of us. I've got to hook up out here. And then the next day you're going to take care of me because you're going to hook up fucking nowhere. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. And this is like my best friend, but I I fucking. Oh, my God. And he would probably appreciate it then. No. Um, So, Jay, you you were you were talking to me before. You said you had some big goals or aspirations this year for golf. Yeah. So willing to put those on the line. No, I I mean, I'm going to give you, I'm going to have a bunch of them and I'll, I'll share, I'll share two of them. Um, cause I've got some others, but I think these are uh, obtainable. And I think, uh, it's just enough to push me to, to, uh, practice a little bit more. One of which is to increase, get back and get, get my body in shape to increase my swing speed, whatever that is. I mean, I, I was never, I was never like a Cam Champ or a Dustin Johnson, uh, but I was pretty, I was pretty close. I mean, I was a one twenty to one twenty five kind of club head speed kind of guy, you know, one upper mid to upper one eighty kind of guy. Um, I was not like Bryson DeChambeau. I wasn't two twenty. It's never, I never did that because back then it was just swing fast and still keeping in play, but. Back then, with a steel steel shafted driver, forty three and a half inch driver at one hundred eighty five miles an hour, I mean we were we were sending it. So I'm not I'm not saying I'm I don't think I'll ever get back to that point with the with the bum bum right shoulder, but I would like to get my my swing speed back up in the mid one seventies, and I would like to qualify for the ball speed, ball speed, yeah. 
what I say, what I say, swing speed. I'm sorry, ball speed up in the one, what mid 170s. Not sorry, (laughs) good, sorry, good correction. Those get 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 changed out quite a bit, but yeah, I would like to get my ball speed back in the 170s. And if I ever got close to 180, and that'd be a bonus, but if I'm in the mid 170s, I I would still be able to compete at the level that I play now. Um, and I would like to qualify for the, the sectionals of the U.S. Open again. Obviously, the goal, the main goal would be able to qualify for the U.S. Open. But for me, I haven't been back to the sectionals in four or five years. I would like to do that, have that opportunity. Um, that would be fun for me, and that would be a stepping stone. So those are some of my small goals. Nothing huge, but just make it to the sectionals, get 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 my body in shape to where I can swing the club at, at uh, a, a, the speed that I feel like I'm capable of at 40 years old. Um, and you know, to touch on what you said, uh, McLean, I would like to get, uh, my youngest son, uh, into, into the game a little bit more. My oldest son is into it. He loves it. And I've got him, I'm going to get him a a driving range membership so he can go hit balls whenever he wants. But my youngest son is kind of like, he doesn't really want to play. And I, that's probably my fault for not, uh, spending more time with him. And, he needs his own set of clubs. Everything's been a hand-me-down from his older brother. And I want him to, I want him to like playing. I'm not going to, I don't want to push him and make him go practice, but I want him to enjoy it when we do go play together as a family that he wants to go play. And it recently he's hasn't showed no interest in, um, I, I take blame for that. It's probably my fault. So those, those are three little goals that I want to, that I want to have for, uh, that I want to do for 2022. Um, all right. So, I wasn't prepared for this question, but <laughs> I want to practice more. That's all I really want to do. I mean, yeah. I obviously I want to play more um, and I want to play well in some of the small events that I do and, and I have higher finishes and make the cut at the state open and that kind of thing and make more checks. And, but I, again, I'm not doing this to pay the bills and I just like to keep the competitive juices flowing, but I think I can do those things if I just practice a little bit more. Yep. Um, I need to try to find the time, whether it's even there 15 and 20 minutes here, if I sync up to the range at work or before or after or whatever, I just need to, I just need to practice consistently a little bit more. I'll go through stretches where I'll practice for a couple of months and then just get into a mode where the only time I'm, I'm touching a golf club is when I'm playing. Um, and I just, I just need to keep a club in my hands a little more often, which is yeah. weird to say when I'm at a golf course every day of my life, but um, working. You're running, you're I'm running. working. It's sometimes Same. not easy in this profession. So I think, I think if I can just practice a little bit more and ref, ref, maybe refine my practice too, because yep. I, I don't have a ton of time to practice. If I can use my time management a little bit better when I do practice and come up with some better um, concise drills and time and how I'm using it. Uh, I think my golf game on the golf course will We'll get so, a lot better and I can make some more checks and make the cut. We, we had not to cut you off, Mikey. I was just commenting on what you said. So last the last pod that we did a couple of weeks ago, we were we offline, we talked a little bit about Mikey and his game. Um, and trying to, you know, give him some little, you know, uh not pointers because he's an instructor, he knows, but it's all it's nice to have like feedback from other people that have played with you, even if you are an instructor, because you can't you can't, it's hard for you to teach. I can't yourself. see myself swing. You yeah. can't see yourself swing. But um, without going into detail about that, um, Mikey's a uh, really incredible. uh, He's got an incredible short game, great putter, great feel. And the things that's been probably the the parts of your game that have been uh, a little inconsistent is the the ball striking, which you've got a great, 
you've got a great golf swing. Um, so it's not, it's not a question of like the, if you watched Mike swing, if you haven't seen him already, most of the listeners have probably played with you, <laughs> but if you haven't played with him, I mean, he swings it great. It's just like little things. And, and like you said, it's just being able to spend the time to work on the things that, you know, you need to work on. It's just setting those little goals. But, um, I'm I actually, I'm excited to see what you're able to do this year because, you know, I've always said that you, 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 you put the ball so well, and you've got such a good short game. You know, if you ever really get comfortable with what you're doing in your full the full swing and the, your long game, there's no reason that you can't compete. Uh, you know, in the section in the mid Atlantic section and, and whoop up on these boys a little bit. So, I mean, I'm not setting a goal for you, but I'm just saying, like, I I, think, I appreciate. I think Chad. you can I, do it. <laughs> yeah, I've always I've always been a poor iron player. I've always been pretty decent, um, pretty decently straight off the tee. I'm not yeah. a long player. I'm I'm a pretty short player in comparison to the guys I'm competing against, but I usually can hit the ball fairly straight off the tee. And then, like you said, my strength is my wedge play, my my short game, my putting. Um, and sometimes I put too much stress on my short game because my Don't iron play all. sucks. Don't we all? So, um, but yeah, okay. I appreciate you, Jay. You you just keep me an honest man. Yeah, I'll be following up. See how, yeah. see how the progress is going. I love it. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get you out on the on the uh, track man and see what that ball speed's going. See if I get their club head speed to 175 <laughs> miles an hour. Right now it's like <laughs> low 160s right now. So I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot uh, of work to do. I love it. All right. Well, this is a long podcast. Thanks to McLean. Um, but we hopefully you made it through and listen to us. Doesn't sound and, like me. And again, we uh we kind of look back on on the 50 episodes of this podcast. We thank you again for listening and then we we, uh, we're pumped for the 2022 PJ Tour season starts in Hawaii this week. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week to cap it all off. Take care, guys. Cheers. Aloha. Aloha.